All right. Hello, beautiful humans. I'm your host, Marissa, and welcome to the Hope Wellness Podcast, where we dive into everything from the effects of diet culture and how to free yourself from it, body image struggles and healing, and provide you with some no BS nourishment truths. Each episode, we dig into one of these areas with trailblazing individuals and women who are spreading empowering and positive messages in the health and wellness industry. So today I've got a very special guest. Uh, We've got the beautiful Anna joining us. Anna is an exercise physiologist, personal trainer, group fitness instructor, and helps people ditch diet culture and find balance with their fitness, body image, and mental health, which is an amazing message to be spreading. Hello, Anna. Thank you for being here. Hi, Marissa. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to chat today. Yes, I'm so excited to chat with you too. Um, I know we have so much in common, so this is going to be a really fun conversation, definitely. Um, So today we're going to be touching on a little bit about Anna's struggles with disordered eating and mental illness and how that's led her to help others that are also going through these things. And so I know we connected first on Instagram and we were both kind of like, yeah, I don't know how we stumbled upon each other, but obviously so happy that that connection was made. Um, So yeah, I would just love to start today off with kind of hearing a bit about your story and what led you to where you are today. Yeah, so let's see, I was growing up, I wasn't really into sports, but I got really into working out like just outside of high school. And I started personal or I started working out with a personal trainer, lifting weights in the gym. And I loved it. I just felt so empowered and strong. And I decided that I wanted to uh, compete in bodybuilding. I wanted a goal to push myself towards. This was when I was about 19. Okay. I'm 31 now. So this was a while ago. Um, I've been through a lot. Um, So I decided to compete in bodybuilding and little did I know that I would get a full-blown eating disorder from bodybuilding, from the extreme dieting and restriction, from the over-exercising. There would be days where I would work out for three hours a day. I would do morning cardio, evening cardio, lift for an hour, and I would be running on so, so little calories and carbs. And it just took everything out of me. I didn't realize that I had an eating disorder actually until I was in a nutrition class. I was going to school at the time for my uh, bachelor's in exercise science. And I was in a nutrition class. And I remember one of my teachers basically sharing her eating disorder story with us. And I was thinking like, wow, this sounds really similar to me. I didn't realize that I had a problem because in toxic fitness culture and diet culture, these unhealthy and unsustainable habits are often glorified. It's like, oh, you're so disciplined or you're so healthy. You, you work out so hard and it's just, um, it's a fine line of disordered and healthy exercise and eating habits. And I thought what I was doing was normal and it surely was not. And at that point I 
was very burnt out. I had done two shows. I was training for a third show and I got injured, which I know you as well. So much of our stories are similar. Uh, Listeners, go back and listen to Marissa's story because she has an amazing story too. And ours are both very similar. I love that we've connected in that sense. Um, So anyways, I was injured. I had a high ankle sprain. I was binging almost every night, binge eating and restricting the next day and then over exercising. And I was miserable. I couldn't focus on my work. I dropped out of school for a semester because I was just so brain dead from not having any energy or any carbohydrates or calories in my body. And I was like, why am I even doing this? Like, this isn't fun anymore. This is all encompassing. My whole life is basically consumed with my body and how I look. And not everybody experiences this who competes in bodybuilding, but I do think that it's really common. And back then, you know, however many years ago that was not as many people talked about it. Like it's a lot more prominent, I think for people to speak up about this now. And I do think that people can do it in a healthier way. Although like being stage lean is just not sustainable or healthy for anybody. Um, so then I, I sought eating disorder therapy through a specialized eating disorder clinic here in Denver, where I live in Colorado. And I, I went to some group sessions and I met my therapist, who is also a registered dietitian who specializes in eating disorders. And she helped change my life. She introduced me to intuitive eating. She really challenged my negative and intrusive thoughts Um, she, honestly, I've met with her on and off for years, but I was in therapy with her for several years and, um, she really helped me break free from my eating disorder. And then as far as mental health goes, I, so I'm also a mom of two. I have a one-year-old and a four-year-old and during I'm sorry, postpartum was my first pregnancy with my son. I had postpartum depression that I was never fully diagnosed with, but looking back, I for sure had it. And uh, during my second pregnancy with my daughter, I actually had perinatal, which is like during pregnancy instead of postnatal is perinatal depression and anxiety. And at that point I reached out to my therapist who also got me in touch with a psychiatrist who helped prescribe me proper medication for my depression and anxiety. And during that point, I felt really ashamed to take medication. Like I was doing all these healthy coping mechanisms. You know, I was eating mostly well, eating intuitively, eating enough. I was resting. I was, exercising for self-care. I was, you know, getting sunshine, doing all the self-care things. And I just was not in my right mind. And I felt, like I said, ashamed. And at that point, I really needed somebody out there to be like, it's okay to take medication. It's okay. If you are chemically imbalanced, like you wouldn't tell somebody who needs blood pressure medication, oh, don't take it. You don't need it. Like, they might very likely need that medication to get things regulated in their bodies. And 
there's nothing wrong with that. So if you're listening and you feel like there's a stigma around mental health and anxiety and depression, just know you're not alone. And I wish somebody would have told me that, that it's okay. And there's nothing wrong with you. And honestly, it was really very helpful for me to get on medication during my pregnancy. So that helped me avoid the postpartum depression afterwards. Cause I was already on that low dose medication. So that is my eating disorder, my mental health story. And now I, about a year ago, I started my Instagram as a, it's kind of like a fitness account, but a non-traditional fitness account. That's like non-diet fitness and really, um, focusing on improving your body image and again, your mental health and just your relationship with food and exercise in your body. And during the last year, I have just found so much fulfillment from helping others going through what you and I have gone through. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's still days where it's challenging, but there's definitely more good days than bad. And I feel like I went through my struggles so that I could help other people. Like I truly believe that our struggles develop our strengths and that's why we're both here today in the shoes that we are helping other people. Yeah, 100%. Oh, you just nailed it on the head with so many things there. There's so much I want to unpack. Um, but firstly, I guess, because we landed on the social media topic, mm -hmm. I, yeah, like 100%, if you're not following Anna, you need to, because even for me, like I'm in the same space as you kind of spreading that same message, but like I come to your page for that body image, the body image pieces, the Aww. like truly like you, the work you're doing is so amazing, which is why I was like, she needs to be on the podcast. Like, <laughs> well, the feeling is so mutual. Oh, thanks girl. Yeah. Like you're yeah. doing amazing work, but just to touch on how, you know, you, you started your page, um, to kind of share your journey and even just how your struggles developed, like I feel the same way in the sense that like my page started as a very fitness body focused type like grinded out type page I wanted to motivate others but I didn't realize I was doing it in such a like yeah diet culture light almost and it wasn't until I went through a lot of similar struggles like an injury or just yeah kind of like discovering myself again I guess that I realize oh the message I'm putting out there actually isn't an awesome one and so that's where I kind of pivoted to focus more on similar things that you do too like body image and just nourishing your body and getting away from those diets um so yeah I love that and I love that you also spoke on your therapy and like going and and reaching out for help because that was another thing that I had to same thing kind of get over that stigma that's out there for mm -hmm. whatever reason I don't know why we're so you know taught that oh reaching out for help or asking for help is so wrong um but yeah that that changed my life too so I love that you brought that up as well yeah I feel like again there's such a stigma that there's something wrong with you if you need extra help and there's absolutely not honestly I think everybody could benefit from therapy even if you don't have an eating disorder, <laughs> we all have our own trauma and our own issues. And that's a good point to make too. It's like, for me, I always thought like, oh, something needs to be like 
terribly wrong or I need to go through Mm -hmm. massive trauma and everyone I think looks Mm -hmm. at their own whatever you want to call it trauma or the tough times that you go through in a different light and there's no one reason that you can be going to therapy and that's something that I learned where I was like okay like I'm going through a hard time that's reason enough to reach out for help right exactly I love how you said that yeah it's so true because yeah it's it's weird like until you kind of go through a moment where you're like okay like I need help like it's okay to reach out for help so yeah I love that you said anyone listening to this if you need help or like a little bit of guidance whatever it is like it's okay and we're human and that's what these resources are here for so exactly um yeah and so I just want to dive into a bit more because I know a lot of the work you focus on is body image which I love and that's such a such a sticky, messy topic to uncover, yeah. but I love it because it really is a good, I think, way to kind of start your journey towards nourishment and, mm-hmm. you know, getting out of diet culture. It's it's one thing to like look at your body and think a certain way, but it's also, it's that inner work too. So I would just love to dive into like how you kind of um, like healed your body image or what kind of things you do maybe even on a daily basis. I know it's, it's a work in progress. I know for myself, like I'm still healing and I think it's kind of just part of the journey, but yeah. What are things that you kind of discovered or have helped you along that journey? Um, One of the biggest things, and you and I have talked about this before is curating your own social media feeds. So I would say diversify your feed. What you consume, you have control over mostly. Um, Search for body positive accounts, body confidence, body neutrality. You can look up those hashtags as well. I think what we see in social media and in like celebrity culture, we very often see one body type and it's generally a thin white woman. Um, and now, you know, we've seen body trends. I hate that that's even a thing, a body trend, your body's not a trend. Okay. But we've seen the body types trending over the last couple decades that it used to be like stick thin. And now right now we're kind of in that like Kim Kardashian curvy. You have like these uh, curvaceous curves, voluptuous curves, and yet you have a flat stomach, which is very unrealistic for most people. It's unrealistic for the Kardashians, even we know that. (laughs) Um, and so when you diversify what you see, it really helps you to realize that there are so many other different body types and different people of different religions and backgrounds and races and genders. And it's not just one body type. There are so many different people out there. And I really think that seeing those differences help to um, be more comfortable in your own and just, you know, be more comfortable in yourself and knowing that your differences are what make us or what make you unique and what make us all beautiful in our own way. So that's something that has helped me tremendously. And in that same breath, um, unfollow or mute people who don't make you feel good about yourself. If you find yourself constantly comparing yourself or you're falling short, 
feel free to unmute or to unfollow them. Or if you know them and you don't really feel comfortable unfollowing, you can mute them so you don't see their stuff. That has been super helpful. And that goes for in real life too. If there are people in your life that aren't serving you mentally, emotionally, you don't need to engage with them. Um, so those two things are really big as well as I think a concept that has helped me a lot that I really love is body neutrality. So a lot of times when you think of your self-love journey, you think, oh, I just need to love myself. And the thing is, is we don't love ourselves or the way we look at least all the time. That's just not realistic. Like I said, even for me, I've come so far in my journey. I'm fully recovered from my eating disorder and um, mostly from body image stuff, but, <clears throat> but, um, excuse me, I just completely lost my train of thought. But with new body neutrality, what I was going to say is that it kind of looks at your body in a neutral stance. So it's not this false positivity where uh, I love myself and everything about me, because mostly that's not true, especially if you've come from a long past of hating your body or hating yourself. So to say, just look at yourself neutrally and say, okay, I don't really love it, but I don't hate it. I, it just is what it is. And that aspect has been a lot more realistic for me and for a lot of other people that I work with too. So just like in fitness, you know, that's my primary, primary job is a fitness instructor and exercise physiologist, personal trainer. I always tell my clients, start with small baby goals and the same with your fitness just goes like with your body image. So start with small baby goals. If you have spent your whole life loathing yourself and your body, you're not going to go from loathing to loving overnight. Just like you're not going to go from not working out to working out six days a week. That's not healthy or realistic. So start small. Start with that body neutrality instead of full-on self-love. And um, yeah, I I love that. And just to interject there, it just means. Yeah. I've even had I love the neutrality piece because that's also an approach that I've taken and I found that to be the most beneficial because like you said you're not going to love your body every day and that's okay also I think a lot of people get caught up in like why don't I love my body or like why am I not fully in love with it and yeah it's really not realistic and it made me think of even um, a conversation I had with a client because a lot of the work that I do also is around body image and you know she said to me I feel like I'm lying to myself I feel like I'm being fake in words that I'm saying if I'm trying to have all these like loving words to my body and I said you know that's fair it can feel very foreign to do that like you said jumping from hating your body you're not gonna all of a sudden be in love with it and so like you said, almost those like more neutral factual statements. Like it doesn't have to be like, I love my body today, but what if you were to just say like, I appreciate my body today or my body allows me to hug a loved one. And it's more based in like, what are the facts about my body and what does my body allow me to experience and do? Yes. I've found that has been the biggest shift for me because like on those days where I'm not feeling so hot about myself I'm more so like okay like 
what is my body letting me do today? Like I went for a walk today. That's amazing. And so more so just the appreciation, I think around it too, with the neutrality. Absolutely. I love that. Um, Focusing on what your body can do instead of what it looks like is such a gift. And um, I saw a quote that said somewhere, somebody out there would love to walk with the legs that you hate so much. And that just like hit me deep in the soul. Like it's so true. I am so grateful that I can get up out of bed in the morning and my body allows me to play with my kids, to go for a walk in the sunshine, to lift weights, to carry my children, to walk without, um, you know, getting super winded, simple things like that, that we really take for granted, I think. Oh, isn't it amazing how on a daily basis, we don't even realize like everything our body's doing for us. And I think that's such a powerful message is not taking it for granted. And for me, what really opened my eyes, so like I've always been super grateful for the ability to work out and to move Mm -hmm. my body. But when I got injured, I feel like that (sighs) amplified in such an intense way of like, for a bit, I couldn't even get out of bed without being in pain. And so like, I'm so through the injury, but now that I'm not in constant pain, I'm like, holy crap. Like the things you take for granted, like being able to shower on your own. Yes. Like you said, being able to play with your kids, go for a walk, like all these things that I always like to look at it too, is like, if everything you had in this moment was taken away from you, imagine how grateful you were you would be to just have what you have right now and I think that goes for like even just outside of body image like just having a more you know appreciative look at your life as a whole I think we often like just to kind of like jump into another area but I think we often even just get into that comparison trap of like what is what do other people have like why don't I have this or like your job your money your whatever like environment you're in like imagine all of that was just taken away from you the mundane things like probably for even just like eating breakfast with your family like the roof over your head all these like very everyday things we take for granted like that perspective changes everything exactly um it's like when you count your blessings they they brighten like they instantly brighten when you count them Um, something you said too, when I, both my pregnancies really taught me to appreciate my body for what it can do as well. Um, it was very hard going through the pregnancies with my body image and seeing my body changing and being completely out of my control. That was really mentally challenging, but at the end I got my babies and as soon as I had them, it was like, I don't even care what my body looks like anymore. I'm so blessed that I'm able to, to carry these children and that I'm able to, you know, create life. And that is just That's amazing. Cool. It's such it. an amazing gift. And uh, my heart goes out to you. If, if you're struggling with infertility, you know, that that can be a really, really challenging journey as well but it did teach me a lot about being grateful for what your body can do and and then you you also mentioned the comparison trap I talk a lot about this on social media too because 
I think we all fall into the comparison trap. I think we're all guilty of it. It's hard not to, to look. And I think it's just part of human nature. And it's so important to have the reminder that social media is a highlight reel. People are not posting their failures. They're not posting their bad days. They're posting their seemingly best angles with the best lighting and clothing and posing. And it can be easy to forget that. So I like to remind my followers of that a lot, that what you see is just not everything. You never get the full story. It's so curated. Um, Yeah. Instagram is not real life. It's Um, really not. (laughs) And like, just getting back to that, like curating it is so important. Like you said, like unfollowing accounts that, you know, trigger maybe negative emotions or make you feel like crap about yourself why are we following those people and Mm -hmm. then instead following more people like you said with like people that look different and you know kind of support that more positive body image message and are who are like I know even for myself like my whole explore page now is like positive quotes and body image healing type influences and I'm just like this is what I want to look at and especially like anyone listening, if you spend a lot of time on Instagram or if you're a creator like ourselves, or if you're just on there a lot for fun and to like gain knowledge, like curate it because it's going to change your life. And I hear it all the time, women who are, yeah, like comparing themselves and, and falling trapped to that. And it's just, it's kind of like, you're digging that hole deeper. It's already hard enough up here in your own mind, like, like make it easier for what you're kind of surrounding yourself with. Exactly. And there are features too on Instagram that you can click on and say like, I don't want to see this. Right. It's something because sometimes, you know, ads pop up and Mm -hmm. I still do because I do follow a lot of fitness accounts and, you know, I, my heart is in fitness. I do see a lot of that disordered fitness type things. You know, uh, we've talked about this where you see like a, what I eat in a day, where somebody's doing an ab shot and then they say, oh, here's the food that I eat. Basically the message is saying, if you want to look like me, eat this, eat this and you'll look just like me. But we know if we ate and exercise the exact same way, we would never look like somebody else because that's just our own genetics, our own DNA, our own body type, our own um, hormones and just everything is so individualized. So I still do see some stuff like that. And I will oftentimes I'll have to like click away um, again, unfollow. But for the most part, my explore page is like yours. It's very inspirational, motivational quotes and and um, mental health and um, self-acceptance quotes. I love that. Yeah. Um, There was a couple other things I wanted to add to to things that I do on a daily basis to help me on my self-love journey and my self-acceptance journey. Um, It is so helpful for me to get outside and hopefully where you're at right now, it's starting to get nice out, you know, it's springtime. If you can get outside for even just like 10 minutes a day, that will instantly lift you up. Like I swear it's magical. I can be in the worst mood and I just need to go outside and like take some breaths and go for a little walk. Even if it's just down the street and back, that helps me tremendously. Um, Another thing I like to do is I like to do my skincare, just self-care in general. 
like it's really soothing for me to do my skincare and that's something that I enjoy obviously exercise again like I said my heart is in fitness weightlifting is my joyful movement the, the movement that brings me the most joy and so I like to do that but I think as long as you're not using exercise as your only crutch your only tool in your toolbox to help you with your mental health then that's fine I mean movement is absolutely beneficial. I think, again, it's just that um, the line between disordered and healthy movement. And if you're doing it, how you distinguish that is if you're doing it for either self-care or self-control. So I like to ask myself and others that, and that goes for your eating as well. Like, are you eating and exercising this way because you're trying to control yourself and your body, or are you trying to care for yourself and your body? And there is a big difference. Um, so that helps me a ton. Also just get rid of your old clothes that don't fit. That can be, you know, such a mind fuck. Like get rid of those skinny jeans, throw them out. I don't care. Yep, <laughs> what you don't need to fit back into them <laughs> you don't our bodies are meant to change we're not supposed to look like we did when we were 16 or even when we were I don't know two years younger our bodies change and that is just something that is inevitable and that's part of life and aging is a gift and that's a whole other thing we can talk on because like I said I'm in my like early 30s and I have been struggling with like uh, wrinkles and fine lines. And we live in such an injection culture with Botox and fillers. And I'm not going to lie. I'll tell you, I have gotten Botox and I, I do feel, I feel conflicted with that because I preach so much about self-acceptance and self-love. Um, and then I hear I am getting Botox. So I feel, please, please don't, um, stop listening right now. Just hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. <laughs> It makes me feel good about myself and I do other things for my appearance. You know, I like to wear makeup. I color my hair. I like cute clothes. I, those are things that I do that are, again, I think ways of self-care that make me feel good about myself. Um, and the aging thing is just something that I'm working on right now. So... I like I said, that. we're not perfect. You know, we're all on our own journeys. Totally. Totally. And I think it's, there is something to be said about, um, I feel where you're coming from with that inner conflict of like, oh, well, like I should just be happy with who I am exactly how I am. And mm -hmm. I do wear makeup too. And even for me, like I recently, um, got microblading done and I was like, wait, why can't I just love my eyebrows the way that oh my gosh, okay. But your eyebrows look so good. <laughs> yeah I just got them done but um shout out to people um but that was like kind of a thing for me where like for months I was like okay wait but like why can't I just be happy with and this is such a like small thing but like with how my eyebrows are but then right. I was like, but no like I want to do it for me and like when I just kind of did that inner asking of like am I doing this for other people to like me or for other people to accept me again it's such a small thing your eyebrows mm -hmm. For me internally, I was like, no, I want to do this for me. I know it'll make me feel good. And again, it's kind of that self-care piece of like, and self-care doesn't always have to be about your looks or your appearance, right. but you know, but mm -hmm. if that's part of it for you, like there's nothing wrong with that. And I think 
this also goes hand in hand in like society of like what we think we should do what we think we should accept about ourselves or like do for ourselves and like there's no one size fits all like whatever you need to do to bring a bit of joy into your life whether like you said that's like a really simple thing like going for walks or if that's something more to do with like your appearance like dyeing your hair or whatever it is like there's no I don't think there's any like shaming that needs to happen there so I like that you touched on that exactly and I do believe in body autonomy you know if you want to change your body that is your own right and it's never my place to say you shouldn't want to lose weight like that I would never say that to somebody especially because we live in such a fat phobic society that literally demonizes people in fat bodies and I do live in a smaller body. I recognize I have thin privilege. I recognize that people may look at me and assume that I am healthy, whereas they may look at somebody in a bigger body and assume that they're unhealthy, which we know your body does not determine your health. So much goes into your health, your mental health, emotional, financial, social, economic, all of those different things go into your health it's all encompassing and again if you want to change your body that is your right I do think though that changing your body does not guarantee improving your self-esteem I know that because and I know you do too because at my leanest where I was, you know, shredded like six pack abs and, and like capped shoulders. And, you know, I, what I thought would make me happy was, would make actually made me the most unhappy and unhealthy that I've ever been like all around all encompassing. It was the worst thing for me. And now I have more body fat and no, I'm not a big person. Like I said, but I am like so happy with where I'm at mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, so again, that body autonomy thing, I think is really important to note on. No, 100%. And again, I love everything you just said. I feel like I could talk to you for hours here. Um, okay. So a couple things. Um, the first part you said where like there actually isn't anything wrong with wanting to change your body or improve it and I say this all the time to women I work with where like they almost feel guilty that they want to change Mm -hmm. but they do want to be on that food freedom body image healing journey and those two can coexist you can still want to make improvements or want to change certain things but in that same breath you also need to be you know, still being kind to yourself and appreciate where you are now. And it's almost like you said, it's not like that change physically is not going to also bring you that happiness or that like validation that you're seeking. And so Mm -hmm. you need to look at it almost like in a certain light of like, why do I want to change? Why do I want to make these improvements? Is it for the right reasons? Is it for me Mm -hmm. and how I want to feel? Or is it for this like external validation, which the latter is never going to bring you that happiness because like you said, even at my leanest and like when I had a six pack and all those things you just talked about, I was miserable and I, and it still was never enough. And I'm sure you can relate where like, Oh yeah. The almost like the leaner you are, the it's never enough and it needs to be more. And it's almost like you become more miserable. So yeah, absolutely. so, So those physical 
changes that you're seeking it's almost like yeah you have to ask yourself like why why do I want to do that there's something that has stuck with me that my therapist asked me years ago and I'll never forget this she said well what what do you think would happen if you reached your goal weight or you reached your goal body what would change in your life and I remember saying oh well I would be confident I would be happy and she said well why can't you be those things now and I was like, I, shit, I don't have an answer to that. I don't know. And I always hated when she would ask me questions that I like couldn't answer because she was right. And I'm like, oh, that's a good question. Um, and the thing is, is you deserve to be confident and happy with the body you have with the way you look right now in this moment, even if you don't fit into society's beauty ideals, because let's face it, nobody does nobody does and that's okay 100%. even even the women we're quote-unquote looking up to don't even look like exactly look the magazines or wherever you're looking and that's the thing too it's like how like how many years have you spent um like what just waiting to start your life like I can relate to that too but like how many times have you dieted for a trip or put things mm-hmm. on hold or not done the thing you wanted to do just because you thought you needed to look different or you didn't look the way you wanted to look like I I for one am like so done putting my life on hold and but I know it's easier said than done like I know Mm -hmm. it's hard I know that for a lot of like everyone but women especially we have such a like we're so conditioned to like I said put your life on hold until you look a certain way or feel like you don't deserve to have that happiness or joy or feel worthy in this moment right now. And I love that. If there's one thing you get from this episode, just know that the way the, just how you're showing up right now, you are worthy and you can, you can choose that happiness, like no matter what. Exactly. I do think that like body confidence doesn't come from changing your body. It comes from changing your perspective. That internal work, like you talked about the intrinsic validation, the intrinsic benefits as opposed to those extrinsic ones are where it's at 100 and that just leads me to a really good question um someone asked so in terms of body image and i'm curious about this too i made a post about it recently but mm-hmm. in terms of body image like do you personally think and i already know your answer but i just want to ask it <laughs> Um, do you think like healing your body image and kind of adopting a more positive body image, does it come from the outside? Does it come from like how you view your body and maybe like what you see in the mirror, or does it come from more of that internal self-love and doing the inner work? Oh, it absolutely comes from the inner work. If you are only focused on the extrinsic rewards, like, I don't know having lean legs or uh, this is just an arbitrary example you could have lean legs but at what expense like are you going to have to do something unrealistic and unsustainable to to get there um or why don't you focus on getting strong legs or legs that can um i don't know that that are that have a lot of endurance there's a lot of different internal goals that I think when you focus on those, you go a lot further. It takes you a lot further and it leads to sustainable results. 
to focus on like, for instance, how does exercise make you feel on the inside? Does it make you feel empowered? Does it make you feel confident to say, I can do hard things? Um, Does it make you feel energized or less stressed, less anxiety? Does it help you sleep better? Those internal things, when you focus on those, you're going to notice again, sustainable results instead of constantly just chasing the aesthetics from exercise. So absolutely. It's all about that internal work. Totally. I totally agree. And yeah, even just looking at, like you said, like, like getting stronger and Mm -hmm. how you want to feel. And it really is all about that inner work. And like we've talked about already that external appearance or validation, it's never going to give you that happiness Uh true fulfillment so yeah when you work on it from the inside out at least in my experience and I'm sure you've maybe like experienced that too but doing the inner work is like really what's made the biggest difference for me and that's what's going to give you lifelong happiness like you said like looks will fade and your appearance is going to change we're not statues like we're meant to evolve and so when you really just look at that inner piece and do that inner work it's messy it's hard Mm -hmm. oh yeah hella worth it so amen to that amen to that I love it (laughs) um yeah so again thank you Anna I think we're gonna cap it here we dove into some really amazing things um and I might just have to have you back on which I probably will because I I would love to be back on we could talk for like hours on this I know it (laughs) there's so many pockets that we can dive into so again thank you so much for being here I love your energy I'm going to definitely share your Instagram with as many people as I can because you're just doing incredible work and I love you so much I'm so thankful for our connection and if you enjoyed this episode and you want to just discover more about food freedom and body image and all the good stuff we talked about today just Give us a like and a follow and I hope to um, hear from you guys again soon. And thank you again, Anna. Thanks, Marissa. I appreciate you. And um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Anna Mark, A-N-N-A-M-A-R-Q underscore. So thanks again. And I look forward to chatting more with you on this. Definitely. Thanks, Anna. Bye.